Welcome to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. I'm Benjamin Klon. I'm Joseph Hardy. Zachary Reinhardt. Amanda Adams. Seth Zundel. We're coming to you from the studios at The Fledge in Lansing, Michigan. As we tape this, it is Saturday, June 15th, and thanks for joining us this week. Please make sure you subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get podcasts. Find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution and on Twitter at SOTRPod. You can also help support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. So, in November of last year, only one day after Michigan voters approved a ballot initiative to legalize recreational marijuana, Governor-elect Gretchen Whitmer pledged to take action early next year to begin clearing minor pot-related convictions from residents' criminal records. She also pledged to use her office's power to pardon some of the thousands of people still behind bars for pot-related offenses that are now legal or just a civil infraction. But today, now more than six months later, nothing has changed for the more than 10,000 Michigan residents who've been convicted of minor pot-related offenses in the last decade, or for the 3,500 Michiganders who are still behind bars or on probation for felony marijuana offenses, which begs the question, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that this podcast supported Abdul um, in the primary, and you know, I, I, you know, even though he lost, I, I still, you know, voted for Whitmer. But I believe that I'm not the only one who sort of saw something like this coming. Um, mm-hmm. The way that she, she's basically saying that you know, even though it was, a, it was a campaign promise, that she's now saying that her hands are tied. If only Congress would act. So we've we've seen this game before. The legislature, yeah, the legislature. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That was my question. Does does she need the legislature? I mean, technically she could. Um, I mean, it'd be a broad use and probably a more unprecedented use, but she could just use the pardon of the governor's office to at least for the thirty five hundred that are still right. In. I think she. I mean, she would need the legislature to do the expungement of records, but mm-hmm. like she can use her executive power to pardon people who are behind bars. Right. Yeah, which is, for thirty five hundred people, that seems like a very doable. Thing. I mean, I just can't imagine like sitting in jail knowing that like what I'm in here for is now legal and like there are people doing it like free you know as and people fucking profiting off of it too profiting yeah yeah yeah, and other other governors have actually used the pardon power. I believe uh, Oregon's Kate Brown has has done something uh, something like that. Uh, Colorado um, Colorado governor and part time presidential candidate John Hickenlooper uh, <laughs> he did it. So you know there's there's definitely precedent for it. And the fact that she's you know she, when she got elected, she said that you know beginning of twenty you know 2019 you know we're gonna we're gonna get some action on this. It's June at the time of taping. Nothing right now. So yeah, I'm not surprised about this personally. Uh, I think the writing was on the wall during her campaign, <clears throat> just running through like, yeah, we're, we're we're seeing this and it was coming. So <clears throat> the issue is what we do moving forward. Then yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think it's kind of it, it's just like another. Um, unfortunate thing that kind of shows that uh, I think Whitmer's taking the um, like it was obviously this is a uh, an issue that mostly pack, impacts people of color and like this is just one more issue she's showing she doesn't care like uh, the the school uh, thing in Benton Harbor was another instance where like you know there's a, mm-hmm. a minority school that was being closed down and you know people were calling on Whitmer to come in and basically like you know save the school and, and she, she sided against it so I mean just like when are you gonna like prove that like because i mean obviously like let's be real whitmer doesn't win without black votes in michigan like it just doesn't you can't you can't do it so like when do you like finally start to like appreciate that support you know reciprocate still waiting right well for people like you and me I think the injustice of this case is enough to take action, Um, but for a lot of our lawmakers, that's not compelling enough, unfortunately. Um, But I think, like, the finances should be, like, what really speaks to a lot of these guys. And so um, I took a look. I was kind of curious, like, how much we're spending per year um, on these 3,500 people that are, you know, locked up for something that is not legal. So, um, and this doesn't take into account the people that are on parole. But basically, we spend like $35,000 a year on in, on these inmates 
um, per year to house and feed them. Uh, and then times 3,500, that's over a hundred million dollars we could be saving. So, wow. I mean, put that in your damn roads, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, yeah. Instead of giving it to like the CCA or, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever, uh, private prison, uh, corporation runs these, uh, runs these prisons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about so this does this have to be like a joint thing between um Whitmer and Dana or is this something that like does Dana have any presence in this as well like does can she does I, I'm asking like do, do her powers does anyone know that would be a question for Joe I think it is not a question for Joe <laughs> no I mean um I'm sure I'm sure Dana can do um something um, well, she like, ran. She ran on it too, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Um, expungement. So, yeah, yeah, expungement. Um, oh, yeah, she definitely know, did. There's definitely, um, for example, the students for a sensible drug policy. They're having a marijuana expungement um, uh, event this October. So people are actually starting to organize about this. And you know, to a certain point, we we knew that we'd have to organize to push Whitmer this way because you can always tell when someone is being, doesn't really care about an issue. And you know, we just have to do the exact same thing we've been doing to the same way we got you know we legalized so we're gonna need to do the exact same direct action the same the same people that you know it got us to this point we need to go much much further mm -hmm. so yeah i think michigan's at least the democratic party like this progressive wing is trending in the right direction still yeah. just gotta keep the momentum going <clears throat> yeah me. and what, what everyone i think you know needs to realize that you know legalizing weed is just the beginning you know we have to work on marijuana expungement uh, for convictions we also um also interesting nevada just banned um pre-employment drug testing uh for marijuana Alabama. Yeah, um, that. nevada nevada, nevada. <laughs> <Alabama>. <laughs> Actually, if you fail a drug test, they put you to death in Alabama. Um, <laughs> you don't just not get they the job. They chase you first yeah. and they kill you yeah. slowly. So, um, yeah. They the crucify you. Mm -hmm. The good news yeah. is we have a job for you. The bad news is it's on a death camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we um, we locked up all the immigrants and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to pick the fruit, the fruit ourselves, you know. Don't, don't be fucking crazy. Let's get, let's get some, uh, some slaves. I mean, prisoners with the <laughs> so yeah. it's crazy to me that of like the ten states that have uh, made some uh, legalization effort were literally the only state to not include expungement. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's it, really sad. Yeah, yeah, that's another reason why you know you know we need to get it legalized federally because all these states you know have different. For example, Michigan, we can possess and grow I think the most um, weed, and our excise taxes you know some of the lowest you know. And we can cultivate at home, uh, unlike Illinois, which also just passed, but you, you're not allowed to cultivate at home, you know. Um, but somehow we're the only state that doesn't have expungement. So it's, you know, it's a mishmash of laws and it's hard. You know, one can blame if you don't know what the law is in your state because it's just, it's confusing as hell. <laughs> I heard there was like a push to try to include this in the original, um, like, proposal. But there was like apparently a pushback, like um, of people saying that like if we include this, it might like not pass, kind of thing, mm -hmm. which is just like really uh, kind of disheartening. And, yeah, because I think that the two like I don't think you can have one without the other. Like yeah, otherwise, exactly. you're just you're just turning the cannabis industry into like a white supremacist. Yeah, like because I mean. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, if you if you're not like releasing people and expunging crimes, then how are these people that let's be real have more experience in this industry than other people? I mean, shit. Like, if anything, like some of these people's criminals records like a goddamn resume, like in this industry. So I mean, why not have these people give them? It should almost be like uh, some form of like reparations, you know? Like yeah. there should be pri prioritizing of, of people of color and people that have been impacted by the negative laws. I feel like there's a presidential candidate who said something like that and got in trouble for it who was it hmm. <laughs> I, f I feel like oh thank you for mentioning reparations zachary a great lead into uh oakland um because oakland county uh, not oakland county uh, not michigan but oakland city <laughs> actually um created a system where in order to you know get um your your business license for medical or not medical but for recreational marijuana 
a certain percentage of the permits have to go to people who have been convicted of marijuana offenses, you know, in the, uh, you know, if you're living or within the city at a certain time. So this is a great way to sort of, you know, segue into uh, reparations because who was dis- dis- disproportionately per- impacted by, you know, marijuana prohibition, you know, people of color. Yeah. So that's something that's something else that we need to be pushing for. We need to be be able to increase access and you know, make sure the people who are the ones that were locked up are the, the very first ones profiting, because you know we have people like John Boehner who you know was one of the most starch drug advocates. He is you know like a chairman of like a, a marijuana board now. Right. Fuck him. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that should also be part of the stipulations. Like, yeah. it was like the original. You, you get a license if you've been in the marijuana industry, but if you like any way legislated against it, you don't get yeah. one. You, you, you cut off. You don't get yeah. one. <laughs> so um, it's, it's completely unfair. John Kelly or whatever from the Trump administration is now on a board for um, a private company that's profiting from the detention centers. God. So he was behind the policies. Now he's stepped down. And he's on a board from one of these companies. I don't know what. I'm not well read on it. Mm. But, yeah. Man. Going back to your Oakland thing, it reminds me of that. Um, I think it's Malcolm X, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, it's a, something out of the line, like, uh, it's not enough just like pull the knife out of my back. Like, that doesn't heal the wound, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what I feel about like the legalization. Like, it's not enough. It doesn't yeah. go, it doesn't do the, it might stop the, like, the stop the bleeding right then, but it doesn't mm-hmm. like heal the wound, you know, so to speak. I totally feel that. Well, moving on, uh, there was a lot of outrage sparked a couple of days ago uh, when it was announced that the new prosecution team handling the Flint water cases is dropping all charges against uh, eight defendants, including former director of Michigan Health and Human Services, Nick Lyon. Uh, thousands of angry and confused people took to the internet uh, to rage about uh, these cases being dismissed. But uh, they've got it. They got it a little bit fucked up. You want to explain why, Joe? You're the legal scholar here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, basically, um, no, no one here is a fan of Shooty for various reasons. But one of the things that he fucked up was the Flint investigation. Big surprise. You know, he's <laughs> everyone knows that him and Snyder are boys. Um, so basically, what's what's going on right now is that um, a few things. The case, according to you know this article um, from the Free Press and also from the the special prosecutor that was appointed to oversee the uh, the the case, the circuit court was going to dismiss the case basically, you know, just based on uh, lack of merit. And when that happens, they would not be able to criminally retry um, a lot of the, the the defendants, including the the main defendant, the one charged with involuntary manslaughter, that was Nick Lyon. I believe he was the chair of the. Was it the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality? Yeah. Of Health and Human Services. Yeah, Health and Human Services. Yeah, thank you. So basically, if they were to do that and they were to bring just a terrible case, which Shooty was planning on doing, you know, filing, or, you know, they already filed a terrible case that, um, uh, according to this uh, free press, that there was conflicting, you know, testimonies. There was, you know, ev- uh, there was um, witnesses that were not reliable. There was. Uh, evidence that 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 could have been um you know was inculpatory for, for for Snyder's guilt that was basically you know hidden so by re- by dropping the charges they still have the option to retry him with a good case because as a lo- as a lawyer you don't want as a general rule not just in high profile cases but any case you don't want to just file frivolous claims you don't want to file a case that you know is going to get dismissed so by doing this, you know they're not dropping the charges is not a uh, ending of the case. They are restarting the investigation because if if we want justice for Flint, we need to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, um, another thing to, to remember is that uh, Dana's Ness is going to get either too much credit or too much blame because she actually cannot. Um, she's actually not even overseeing the criminal portion of it because there's certain conflicts of interest because. The state, the AG's office is both both has to defend the state against civil lawsuits, and they also have to prosecute state employees for criminal lawsuits. So, well, Shooty, um, when he was in office, he was overseeing overseeing the criminal investigation, and he had um, outsourced the civil to some uh, third party law firm. Dan is doing the reverse. Um, I'm assuming because she came from civil practice, she is actually doing the defense for the civil lawsuits, and she. Um, the person overseeing the special prosecutor that she appointed is Kim Worthy, who was the Wayne County prosecutor. So she, she's overseeing the all the criminal aspects of the Flint investigation, and so basically Dana Nessel's basically a spectator 
uh, for the criminal because um, she had established a chain of command. So regardless of what happens, you know, she can't really oversee that. So it, the, the basic point of this is I still have trust in Dana Nessel to, you know, fight for, fight for Flint, you know, as hard as she can, um, you know, big supporter. So, you know, Really, the answer is we'll see. We'll see. Because, <laughs> well, like, at the um, like, based off of the previous uh, investigation, they were only able to get like low-level charges, like misdemeanors yeah. and things like that. Mm -hmm. There was no like big, yeah. big charges to come out of the first investigation, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And something that I found like very interesting about the the Flint investigation is that the number the number of people that were charged was only like seven, right? Of uh, a tragedy of this magnitude. Seven low-level people are the, are the ones. No, those are those are fall people. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. is, you know, <laughs> there's there's no way it's only seven people. It sort of reminded me of you know uh, anyone out there listening who, who uh, is watching Chernobyl. You know, is really big right now. How the entire Soviet Union tried to say, yeah, it was just it's just these three guys. It was just it's just these three guys that caused this you know this epic disaster. No, it wasn't. Come on. Are no. you saying it's a cover up, Joe? <laughs> In America. <laughs> <laughs> no, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, so you know, um, basically, people who were pissed at the charges were dropped. Um, you know, we, we have every right to be, you know, angry at that, um, but just because it was botched from the beginning. But it's a lot better than if a couple of weeks from now that the case would have been dropped, because that would have been just disastrous. You know, yeah. that would have been just as completely denied. Yeah, so. double jeopardy, preventing it from being able to go up e again. That would be horrible. Exactly. And, like, let's be real. Anyone that's uh, ever wanted to see uh, Snyder in handcuffs, this is our best exactly. route to seeing that happen. Exactly. Well, they, uh, they seized his phone, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Very recently. Yeah. Very recently. I think blame on this part for the outrage goes to the reporting of it. People haven't gotten the full story and just mm -hmm. headlines say right. she just dropped all charges and that's yeah. all the angry that's what got That's what got so many people pissed off is like they only like read Democratic the Democratic voters too. Yeah, yeah like got uh -huh. mad. But from that context, headlines and the every story I saw point out that it's already cost millions of dollars yeah. in state de taxpayer dollars. So yeah. um, every article seems well, I wonder to who's, whose fucking fault is make that? Make sure not like, to mention that. Like, make sure to mention that in every article that I read yeah. on, you know, Channel 7 and everything. So. Mm -hmm. Well, social media outrage culture is just you know, ridiculous anyways because... Oh, that's what they were going for with all the headlines with this case, so people yeah. have been misinformed about it. Mm -hmm. It's really unfortunate, too. Yeah, so yeah. she looks... So Dana Nessel's office, you know, is taking a lot of heat right now, but if they're able to... If they refile charges instead of seven people, there's like 70... You know, <laughs> which is something I'm hoping for, you know, including Shooty, um, Snyder, uh, wow. who, who, who the, the emergency manager was uh, yeah, at, the point at the time, yeah. you know, so again, I'm not, you know, trying to say that the you know investigation is not corrupt because I don't even know enough information about that, you know. Well, I'm almost uh, wondering <laughs> if the uh, if the, the newly uh, um, like the cell phone has information on it that like makes the scope of this much bigger and more pointed. So now exactly. it's like, oh crap! You know what? We need to subpoena these people and these people because we didn't even know about them exactly. to begin with. So I mean, it might be like there's just new information that makes it much easier to find like a better case or just like a more right. expanded case. The timing definitely would suggest that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lines up. So you know, a lot of people like the social media, Facebook. They don't want to hear that. Wait and see. Wait and assess, you know, after the investigation is concluded. I want to be angry now. Instant gratification <laughs> culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, there's, you know, there's there's a way to do that. You know, you, you can just like walk into, you know, the, walk into his house, you know, like uh, like the end of Sorry to Bother You and just. Unfortunately, it was yeah. never the uh, no short arc of justice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I just want to put, you know, put it out there. You know, torches and pitchforks are always on the table. <laughs> <laughs> They're on Amazon. I've looked them up. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got Prime. I got Prime too. So you know, they're on Prime too. <laughs> Yet, but yeah. you gotta be careful it. with the torches because, like, sometimes, like, in the you might also be interested in, you get a MAGA hat. Um, <laughs> don't, don't yeah. 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 
<laughs> I would be lying if I said I've never searched on Amazon to see if they have guillotines. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any full scale guillotines. I'm, I'm sure they mm. did, but like Jeff Bezos, like probably like came right down to like <laughs> right down to the freaking like app department. You uh, you delist this right now. <laughs> he gets triggered by guillotines. Yeah. <laughs> All billionaires do. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, in other news, uh, the Trump administration has opted to use an army base in Oklahoma to hold growing numbers of immigrant children in its custody after running out of room at government shelters. Fort Still, a 150-year-old installation once used as an internment camp for Japanese Americans during World War II, has been selected to detain 1,400 children until they can give until they can be given to an adult relative, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So, uh, I guess we're... There's another uh, instance of being doomed to repeat history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like we're back to square one again mm-hmm. with human rights. Like, America always gets in this cycle where we get back to square one every, uh, what, decade or so? Or, like, mm-hmm. yeah. every couple generations we're back at this, yeah. it feels like. Right. Well, what is it they say? History history doesn't repeat itself, it but rhymes. it often rhymes. Yeah, yeah it's right. just a different shade just, of brown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This time, yeah. you know, It's what this Latin kind American of story kids. feels like, you know, mm-hmm. when it rhymes like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Something I really hate about this, and I think the media is very culpable in this, in that language is very important, and they don't ever use the word concentration, concentration camps, which they are, internment camps, which they are are mm-hmm. they they use the government's terminology they're they're child migrant shelters they're child camps but shelter is a yeah, big word they yeah, use yeah, shelter you know exactly so we need to start calling this what it is because there's, there's not clearly not enough outrage about it and i think over a, a, a dozen kids have already died um that in, we know in custody of. that we know right. of, exactly that we know of so at what point are we just going to call, start calling a spade a spade mm-hmm. is it a hundred kids is it a thousand Six million. It mm-hmm. seems that when stories like that break, there's a peak of anger at first, but people just get desensitized, and now it's just been an ongoing issue, and now it's going to be a, a fucking... Sorry, I swear. Can I swear? Absolutely. A campaign <laughs> issue. Dude, I've sworn, I've sworn like five times. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so all I do on this it show. It gets trivialized to the point where it's going to be a campaign issue now, mm-hmm. and there's kids' lives on the line, so it's, it's, it's disturbing how it happens to a mass population of people. Well, Even now, like, if you read like the this, comments this on the stories, thing, right? it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it just happens so often. Like, every time a new headline comes up, it's like, oh, there's another one. Yeah, and what I remember Columbine being terrifying. As a kid and my parents and everyone, our school was terrified by that. And then we, um, I remember, you know, my, I don't know if anyone else can attest to it, but, you know, being really shaken by that. But nowadays, you, you just... Um, you're you're desensitized to school shootings it's it's really psychologically messed up yeah yeah i mean these camps aren't anything new for the trump administration so if anything stories like this can be somewhat of a good thing because it's bringing attention to the issue again Mm -hmm. um and maybe in a new light because it's such a blatant correlation to our dark past so that maybe those people that are feeling apathetic because of you know that this keeps happening like maybe they'll start to pay attention um a little bit more because of this we can only hope i think yeah it's a little bit optimistic of me but yeah i think the issue is people caring like that takes a lot of energy and and courage quite frankly and a lot of people frankly don't want to do that if you push them they'll tell you they just don't have it in them to do that kind of thing or i want to stay out of it which is a big issue with a huge part of the white population it's always been so when i was doing some research for this story um you know i i'm not crazy about the guy because you know he's kind of an, an annoying lib but uh george decay, george decay uh was talking about how well you know when he was a child he was in one of those japanese internment camps mm-hmm. him and his family and he was talking about like this this is a lot fucking worse because like it, like when i was thrown in there at least i had my parents with me yeah mm-hmm. Right. And Trump, uh, the administration, they just decreased funding to these uh, locations. So before, I think a lot of them were getting, um, you know, at least some education and some recreational activities. But now, like the story that you shared, um, I think they cut like soccer programs and just legal aid. So really, there's nothing um, there for these kids to do. And uh, I just can't imagine being in that situation. Mm -hmm. Look at that uh, photo of a bunch of those. 
those people crammed into that room and people like literally like standing on each other in toilets. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's ex- it's extremely um, vile and. You know, we're not going to, again, we need to organize and, you know, have direct action to, to stop the, you know, stop these camps. You know, that's one thing I can, I can give Gretchen Whitmer credit for is that she um, blocked, they were, were going to build another show, um, you know, internment camp in Michigan and she blocked it. So, you know, we definitely need to be pressuring all of our, you know, all of our, uh, you know, elected officials to stop this. Let me tell you something that pissed me off the, the worst that you just like made me so hot was that ICE tweeted out a picture of them like feeding children like bottles they're like hey you know give credit to our ice officers for you know um feeding these these babies that are in distress you're fucking kidding like, me they're in distress because of you you're right. like, you, you you took you took a, a baby from his mother and then like had, had to use it as a photo op yeah fuck you gaslighting god like <laughs> meanwhile like, kids are like literally dying yeah watch like ugh. yeah it's like oh we're just we're just like we're just babies Sitters. Oh, look at us! We're heroes. Summer camp. Yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, like, who said? Which Which person said I that? I fucking don't know. But uh, Jesus, yeah. It's like Trump throwing paper towels in Puerto Rico level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insensitive. Yeah. Yeah, and then lack of like, self awareness when you're posting that, or the irony. Yeah, well, then they post that, but like then at the same time they're arresting people for leaving water and food at the border for the people when they're not in custody. Oh, yeah, like, and so it's like so much fucking sexually assaulting some of the yeah, children. Yeah, so that um, also that uh, get, um, I can't think of his name right now, but um, there was an activist that was arrested for leaving water and uh, you yeah. know food for migrants. They want to give him like 20 years in prison. And uh, the jury, you know, would not convict him. He just he came yeah. back in, yeah. So you know, that's that gives me some hope for humanity. That's a good solidarity. Yeah, exactly. Like so it. like, soon as soon as I like read that he was being charged for giving like water to migrants, I was like, I would go with the, with the jury trial with that one. I definitely go. With the, go. <laughs> <laughs> so what, are you, what are you guilty of? I, I gave water to, <laughs> to people in the desert. In the desert. Lock him up. Lock him up. Well, it depends what state. It must have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you here? What That's true. You? If you're in Texas, maybe yeah, you don't I was going to say, if it was yeah. <laughs> one of those southern states, I don't know. Uh, I want to say it was Arizona, I think it was. Oh. I think. Well. I think. I'm not sure, though, but definitely. Uh, Arizona just can be pretty... Yeah, backwards. Yeah, I, I call it Western yeah. Western Alabama, home of Joe Arpaio, <laughs> who's pardoned uh, mm-hmm. also for doing these exact atrocities. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. So, you know, that's 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 what we have. That's what we have to look forward to in Arizona. Arizona's underrated in how crazy they can be. Yeah, they're it's because Florida. Good, you just call it Western Alabama. Yeah, you know, because yeah. Florida and Alabama they take up all the they take up all the headlines, but you know, freaking Arizona's just as bad in a lot of ways. So, yeah. What I'm wondering is at what point, uh, at what point do we rally people together and storm these camps and liberate them like the fucking Allied forces? <laughs> yeah. Problem is we don't have street riot gear like the other side. Mm. It's not very fair. Again, if you go to Amazon, if you go to Amazon Prime under my suggested, uh... <laughs> like they have Stark industry levels. They can Iron Man in and just yeah. blow us all up. I mean, what can we do, man? Well, we, we can hope for uh, Germany to come over and <laughs> invade us. Battle of Britain, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Germany and Italy and Japan, you know, right. come to redeem themselves. <laughs> oh, God. Like we're even now, right? <laughs> so, sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Please save us, Axis of Evil. Yeah. <laughs> That's such an eccentric group, too. Yeah. World War II. Yeah. The oddest bunch of guys teaming up. Yeah. <laughs> we all have the same enemies. Yeah. Like, you know, I wake up every day just praying to be invaded by Canada. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, just Michigan? Yeah, right. Sorry, rest of America. Like, but... Canada, like... Yeah, some ship gets sunk. <laughs> yeah, this, is the, this is the Mackinac, like, dinner cruise. <laughs> Tonight we go to war. <laughs> Justin Trudeau's like, we're next in Michigan. Oh, thank God. You don't believe I'm not like the biggest maple leaf. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> How you doing, man? Yeah. One, of, like, one of my favorite quotes, again, from Malcolm X is, uh, you know, and someone asked him, you know, do you think the South is, uh, the racism is worse in the South than the North? And he said, paraphrasing, of course, he said, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely worse in the South, but I consider the South anything uh, lower, lower than Canada. <laughs> like, I mean, there's yeah. pockets of Michigan that are jaw-droppingly Southern-like racist. How you pee? How you It's like awful. <laughs> Yeah. Southeast Michigan everywhere. too, like Monroe County, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to all right. Now dr- talk shit about Monroe County for everyone's. Oh, p- please do. You please. suck, Monroe County. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. Okay, County. What's up? <laughs> um, yeah, there's parts of Southeast Michigan around Detroit. Of you know, there's Nazi groups around there. There's Nazi bars where they meet up, and there's one in I think Sterling Heights by my friend's place that he notices and it makes um, him uncomfortable and everyone else, but they're yeah. kind of open about it out there. Yeah, a lot of Confederate flags. No. There's a ton. Yeah, which is There's like... one in my apartment complex. Well, it's for um, Southern Pride, obviously. <laughs> in Michigan. In Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're more north than Canada. You try yeah. south to go into Canada. <laughs> you go in and then you go up. <laughs> there's so many Confederate flags around here. It's crazy. I, know, I was. Uh, my dad like, speaks with a fake twain his whole life. Oh like, dude, you grew up in, you know, Roseville. You're Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the shit out. <laughs> I was like, you know, like a like a like a couple months ago. I was in East Lansing, and I see this house that like on their like fence, like they have like an American flag and a Confederate flag draped on the fence. Like what? <laughs> next to each other? Right, right next to Over each other. Each other? Okay, like right next to each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like this, this isn't. This isn't. Do you like, not understand how paradoxical this <laughs> is? <laughs> They're at war with each other. What are you doing? This isn't like like Michigan, Michigan State rivalry week or something. Like my kid goes to both schools, so they wear like a shirt with like Michigan, Michigan, MSU on it. Like this isn't like that, man. It's you know? not like that. Yeah, this is. It's you get to like so it's not a, not a friendly rivalry. It's <laughs> also like interesting. Like you know, the, the same people. That, you know, Repo- let's be real. Confederate flag Republicans. Yeah. They also claim Lincoln, like as if Lincoln didn't fight the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love Lincoln because he freed the slaves, but we also love the people he was fighting yeah. against. <laughs> All the mental gymnastics of being that kind of person, like an alt right or libertarian, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they just stay at home. They don't go out and challenge their beliefs because they instantly blow up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, you guys ever see like a libertarian license plate? With the, it has like the snake. The don't tread on me. Yeah, it's like what? a yellow oh. license plate with a snake on it. I think I, I, it looked like it. I was like, are you kidding me? And I'm pretty sure. Wait, what? Where, 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 where did they get that plate? I was about to say, where did they get that plate? So obsessed. I don't know, but it was. I was like, maybe it was a dream of mine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did they drive on those libertarian roads? Yeah, yeah. right. Dirt roads. Yeah. Uh, grass. Yeah. Um, you know, you know that meme. You know that meme. Uh, it's like a like a crayon drawing of the libertarian flag, and it says "No step on snack." I've actually found a website where they make stickers, and I've wanted to like get like a bunch of them, so that way every time I see a truck with with a "Don't tread on me" <laughs> sticker, just fly, just put it right over. It. <laughs> I'll join you in that effort. It's a noble cause. Yeah, I mean, we we need to partner with the people in Ann Arbor uh, who are just like staffing Harriet Tubman and and and. and every $20 oh, bill. Yeah. yeah. There's like, I forget what the organization's group is, but... Do the, you see the actual mock-up of what it would look like? It looks really nice. Yeah, it looks, yeah. Like, it looks beautiful. Yeah. I, I, a lot less racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and can, you, can you believe, was it, was it Mnuchin who said, yeah, you know, we would love to have Harriet Tubman on, but it's going to take us at least to 2028. <laughs> yeah. 2028. It's going to take us at least nine years. These people to, in Ann Arbor's did in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done. You know, they, Done. they all hate the idea of this person who freed slaves being on money. Especially yeah. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's like uh, Trump's like, favorite president. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's got that personal tinge to it, too. Uh, hmm. I mean, I know I, he's brought that up probably when they brought up the issue to him in the Well, briefings. hopefully they have a lot in common soon. In fact, like, you know, the fact that they're both impeached. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were going to say that uh, Andrew Jackson's dead. Uh. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I might have said what this on the, on this show you before. Know what but... Jackson got impeached for? 
Um, Being a fuckboy. I don't quite remember, but I think it was like something about like buying. I think something economically with the banks or something. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it was. It's it was like, never the racist shit that brings them down. It's oh, always no, something else. It's like, with the other guy's money. <laughs> yeah, rich like, people. Yeah, like, it's like Nixon, messing with rich people. It's whenever yeah. the president tries to fuck with the other guy's money in the same class, they're like, oh, class traitor. Yeah, like like Nixon like did all so much like racist shit with his fuck, with his drug policy, and yeah. but he gets caught with Watergate. Like that's what that's that was the that was the, the don't bug don't bug people's rooms. That's the bad thing. Yeah, it was like about Madoff. You know, if Madoff didn't screw over rich people, yeah. they would have called him the best investor ever. <laughs> yeah. like, wow, this guy's really smart. Yeah, he was the best investor until that point. Yeah. That's how everyone knew him. Yeah, and then I mean, there's other people. ones out there who did the same shit, and they're the best investor ever right now. So he's one who got caught. That's what that's how life works sometimes. At least that's how I was taught by my dad. <laughs> Just don't get caught. Fuck those internment camps and fuck Trump, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the uh, okay. We come full circle here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it took us a while, but we made it back we around. Had to talk about racism everywhere. <laughs> Detaining kids, bad. That's right. Really bad people. But you know, if you're like a liberal Democrat, it's like, what if we? Detain half the kids, you know. <laughs> what if we, Schumer, we, yeah, like, yeah, we gotta yeah, find yeah, the middle yeah, ground, you know. Yeah, yeah, like sort of like uh, when <laughs> when uh, Hillary, yeah, like the, when the wall debate happened in the first time Hillary Clinton ran for president, and it, it came back up during her second run. She's like, no, 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 I didn't want a wall. I wanted a barrier. I wanted a fence. <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> I didn't want it to be ten feet. Only five feet. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I hope AOC beats Schumer. In the future, so. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, actually, on a related note, moving on to our next story, uh, in a memo mm -hmm. obtained by CNBC, uh, Emily Seidel, the CEO of the Coke-affiliated Political Action Committee, Americans for, for Prosperity, announced uh, that the... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's unpack that. What's the name of it? Americans the most for Prosperity. 1984 thing I've ever heard. Yes. You've never heard of AFP before? Not in a while. No. I just forgot about it. Yeah, they're yeah. like Americans. It's they're always like the, the most backwards name. It's always the most double speak name. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like the, Patri the, Patri the Patriot Act. Yeah. Freedom Act. But I mean, like, uh, Americans for Prosperity. We promise for pro we won't kill you, Act. <laughs> <laughs> Americans for Prosperity is like the Koch brothers' like flagship organization that yeah, they use yeah. for like funneling their money into uh, various campaigns, but uh, they announced that the organization would be backing incumbent Democrats against progressive primary challengers in the upcoming congressional primaries. Uh, the memo laid out AFP's new objectives, including, quote, support the primary election of lawmakers regardless of political party who stick their necks out to lead diverse policy coalitions. The threat <laughs> of being primary. Diverse? Yeah, diverse, yeah. Nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh boy. God. The the threat the threat of being primaried prevents policymakers from leading on difficult issues and driving principal policy reforms. AFP or AFP action will be ready to engage contested US Senate, US House, and state level primary races, including Republican, Democrat, Independents, or otherwise, to support sitting legislators who lead by uniting uh with who lead by uniting with others to pass principal policy and get good things done. I mean, oh, if okay. you're progressive, Can I that? run on this. Yeah. Like, run on your opponent and Coke money. Bring Just, that up. Yeah. So, to summarize, can I, Ben, first? Yeah, absolutely. So, the Cokes have had this playbook for years of uh, funding mostly the, the Republican Party over the years. Now, things have gotten so skewed to the right, basically. Um, and they're getting challenged by progressives now who directly want to tax them that they're actually going to fund Democrats now. Yeah. The moderate ones. The moderate ones, yeah. What? So that's not good, guys. Yeah, it's all Citizens United related too, right? Oh, yeah. And basically, you know, it just reveals more and more that, you know, at least half the bleed into the Democratic Party now. Yeah. Like, you really want that? Yeah, at least half. It reveals that at least half of the Democrats that are in office right now are basically Republicans, you know, and I'm, I'm betting they're going to be just lining up to take that money as soon as it happens. They're going to have every excuse ready in the book, you know. We need to beat Trump. We need to beat Trump. We need to take all this oil money to beat Trump. Like, Yeah, you know, that's going to be their Fed-only line, like, to just only focus on Trump, not, like, policy or actually exactly. anything Democrat, like, a, a platform that's actually economically good for working people. It's just more, yeah. oh, I'm not Trump. Yeah, Fuck like, Trump. Like, like, Biden's, like, like what Biden said, he said he doesn't have time to have to 
you know, quote his health care plan. How long does it take to plagiarize? Also, you old as hell, dude. You had all your entire entire life to come with a health care plan, man. Yeah. You've been in office <laughs> well, since the beginning of time. Because, you know, he's a year younger than Bernie. He's just out of touch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Completely out of touch. Yeah, and also, you know, there's there's definitely a, a segment of people that, you know, we need to like, we need to let any Democrat, you know, including Biden, because we need to protect women's, you know, right to choose. We need to be able to protect abortion <laughs> rights. Okay, a couple days later, you know, it's, it's almost like the, the SpongeBob narrator, two hours later. <laughs> two hours later. <laughs> Joe, Biden's, Joe Biden's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I support, uh, I support the, the Hyde Amendment. Yeah, yeah. This is... <laughs> He's promising to cure cancer. Yeah, I saw that. Like, there was an article that was like, uh, he said can it. Biden's a... promise to cure cancer hold up? And I'm like, uh, I, I, read that too. Too. Yeah. I read that too. I read that too. Where do you get his medical degree at? Yeah, that's <laughs> an interesting PR strategy. What does he have that other Democrats, candidates don't that he's going to cure cancer? You know, like, what is yeah. that campaign thing? Yeah. That's what that's, I mean. uh, that's an emotionally manipulative uh, thing to say because, you know, we a lot of people have. Yeah. Loved ones with cancer and stuff. Right. I, I I don't like that unless he actually has a plan. Yeah. But basically, what he's yeah. saying is like, you know, vote for me or else you like cancer. That's basically what I get from that. Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa. It's, you, you support Medicare for all? I don't know. You're pro cancer, man. <laughs> <laughs> he needs Medicare if he just don't have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the Cokes will also be funding uh, presidential uh, candidates as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, probably not Democrats this time, but in the future they'll start. I could see. Yeah. If any of the more centrist, like the moderate ones, make it farther this year, I guess, like a Beto, mm-hmm. see Beto taking Robert, Fra- money. Robert Francis, mm-hmm. or like a, maybe even he's a already Mayor taking Pete. like even Mayor money. Pete maybe would listen to him. Oh yeah, I'm wondering how many of these representatives um, that are going to be taking their money have uh, previously like talked crap about the Cokes like you know just like blame the Cokes like how many tweets can you find because I mean all these people are going to be I don't think they would care at this point no probably not but I mean the progressives should definitely run on it because I mean how many tweets can they find from like 2012 when the Cokes were like you know the big enemy of the uh, Democratic Party at the time how many tweets can they find from some of these representatives that have been in office forever saying you know we need to defeat Coke money and then like now they're going to be taking it I'm I'm, I'm, you know like a Steny Hoyer Steny Hoyer was probably definitely one of those people that was like, oh, we need to fight against the Cokes back in like 2011, 2012 when it was like convenient, and now he'll probably or, take money. Or Howard Dean, you know, yeah. Howard Dean used to be this, but you know, this leftist progressive, you know, Star right. Lord, and you yeah, know, he pushed out the election for yeah, but that was really more because he was a more progressive <laughs> man, candidate. Man, politics was so weird back then, even even back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> what was, what was Sorry, funny. that was loud for everyone. What was funner, the yeah from yeah. from. From, uh, from yeah. Dean, or was it the aw shucky ducky from Herman Cain? Oh, shucky ducky. Oh, my God. I love Herman Cain. He's my favorite candidate ever. I cannot. Oh, my God. There's a line from the Pokemon movie. It's <laughs> a speech when he stepped down. It's his last part of his speech. He quotes the Pokemon movie. That's fucking amazing. Or, I, I, miss, uh, I miss his 999 plan. Oh, you know? God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also plagiarized from SimCity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what the, the 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 base tax rates in in Sim City start out at nine nine. Hey, hey, Sim City. Yeah. Hey, Sim City is a dope, was a dope video game. Okay? It was, but you shouldn't take your tax policy from me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure um, Trump is uh, plagiarizing Fallout. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, we're already there. Trump plagiarizes everything. Yeah. His whole life is a plagiarization. He, can, he doesn't even look real. Like, he's just all depressed. He was so red this week, like on that George Stephanopoulos interview he was so fake tanned and his goggle white eyes were even worse than usual it was like below his eye if you watch that guys watch it later um, his they fucked up his spray tan this week. Obviously, like he was someone died. Hey, it's, more yeah. it's it's that spring summer transition. It's hard. Like, to get that that spray he looked like he was wearing yeah. like the Green Goblin's mask or something. Oh my like, god, eyeball bad, like bad. Um, he basically is the Green Goblin, you know, like the, the pressed hair and everything, like well, and the, the big clothes. Like the guy is just a mess. Okay, yeah. Also, he's a billionaire, but he can't afford a fucking tailor. Man, his suits are so ill fitting. He's the most insecure billionaire out there. So. Yeah, and yeah. he's fucking president. So, 
Yeah. That's how I see it. I mean, if you believe he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's not. I'm <laughs> sure we don't is. really know. Yeah. You're right. I don't think he actually is. So. so there's like seven Justice Democrats now. How many do you think we're going to get after 2020? Because I mean, obviously, Koch's going to try to stop them, but I mean, is it going to be successful? Depends or? on how the election goes in 2020. That's true. We, like, if it's like a moderate on the top of the ticket, probably do worse off in terms of getting progressives elected. Even if there's a moderate, how can we do down the ticket still? Even if we don't get it in the gen- how we prop up our good candidates and, and give that president hell if they get elected that's what i would be concerned about right making sure we give them hell every fucking step of the way once they get voted in yeah well another factor to uh in in this is that uh, a lot of the the recent gerrymandering that's been done at the state level has been undone by federal judges so in 2020 a lot of these changes take effect um yeah we have a new census coming yeah you know and michigan did it through um, ballot referendum where we established the the independent commission that was uh, i believe it was proposal proposition two Two yep. or three. I think it was two. Two, yeah. And uh, I believe uh, Wisconsin and North Carolina, they had their gerrymandering lines struck down by a federal judge. So once we, it, it remains to be seen how well, you know, how much this is going to affect future, um, you know, future elections. But it can't hurt because some of these. You know, some of these districts were drawn There's just like ridiculously. districts in West Michigan that you will never win as a Democrat <laughs> yeah, by exactly. how they're drawn right now. Exactly. And so, in the UP, too. So Yeah, so these things, you know, they put um, they put a lot more districts in play. So we're just going to see, you know, how the, how, the, how, the, you know, how the lines look. So Yeah, basically our district right now, the 8th, it was boxed in to be a liberal one where they could capture as many liberal voters as they can in the bottleneck it. Yeah, it's it's drawn around uh, it's East Rochester Lansing. Here. <laughs> I lived my whole life in the eighth district that I just found out a couple years ago. Because Rochester and Lansing are the two endpoints and the eighth district is this really fucked up looking lawn strip. Yeah. I just went from end to end. <laughs> Rochester's so far away. Yeah. It's like an hour, right? End. And that's where Mike Bishop was from. And he had his office there, but he was never there and never spoke to anyone. So Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um that doesn't it doesn't make sense and it only does from gerrymandering because yeah. um, they drew that perfectly to try to box in the yeah. blue voters from the yeah. college part of mm-hmm. uh, Lansing and then also um, the liberal mm. Democratic part of Oakland County, which <laughs> always goes blue in every presidential election. Everyone who's listening to this uh, podcast, Seth is gesturing with his hands, using it <laughs> to, to articulate the map. <laughs> like, it's so funny to me. <laughs> Sorry. If you're watching, you can't watch. expands from Rochester West. Directly west to Lansing, so it looks like just a rectangle. So. Yeah. The point is, all of our districts look fucked up. Looks yeah. like a fucked um, up Lego. Yeah, and <laughs> and also um, something that I think is going to uh, play into it, you know, in a major way, is that Fox News has become like the AOC channel, basically. Like <laughs> they're doing this, they're making the same mistake I think that uh, like CNN had made with Trump. Like we're just going to blast this person. We're going to run wall to wall coverage of of this person. Did you hear the and, like yeah. mind blowing fact? about that like apparently um when it comes to name id uh aoc has a higher name id with republicans than she does democrats <laughs> that makes sense i'm not surprised that makes a lot of sense yeah. it's like 60 mid-60s for democrats and like high watch, 70s for I relatives who watch fox news and if you walk in even at a gathering there's a good chance AOC is being talked about when you walk in. <laughs> like, that's more than half of a chance. So I'm not surprised at all. It's this weird fixation. I think they're trying to take the Hillary Clinton playbook that they did of smearing her, but this is not the same with AOC. Yeah. Because she is not the same person as Hillary Clinton. And but it's kind of like but, Trump but, but right so it's, it's actually backfiring. But Seth, they're both women. <laughs> I think that's why they Democrats. just took that simple they're stand. Democratic like they're women. both Democrats. <laughs> yeah, her, Nancy Pelosi, yeah, yeah, Clinton—they're all, all the same. All the same. <laughs> I think that's literally why they do this. I'm not kidding. It's just great looking at. They them. assume the same thing will happen to her. Yeah, it's just great looking, and you look at the poll numbers after, and like Hannity's is like, yeah, it turns out seventy uh, percent Republicans support Medicare for. Oh wait, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> they had a poll right after Bernie's town hall where he beat Trump head to head among the viewers of Fox and they were shocked like fake poll fake poll dark poll Bernie won 47 to 40 or something so and then 13 yeah inside so so you hear that um, you want to be Bernie Trump. dominated that town hall by the way if 
you haven't seen it out there, watch Bernie's Fox News Town Hall. He did really well. I think we talked about that. We did. Shortly after after it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good one. It oh, was. He gave a great speech the other day on Democrat socialism, socialism and FDR yeah. Yeah. and um, yeah. bringing back the progressive wing of the party, which I, I always tell, I always tie Bernie to FDR, too, and the Roosevelt. They, they were really the aggressive, <laughs> yeah. independent kind of thinkers in the same way. Like, you know, fuck it. The Constitution was only so good, but we got to go farther. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, talking about stacking the court. Yeah. Like, so, FDR, I mean, he tried of... to, and they, yeah, both parties hated it back then, but he wanted to stack the court so he could get more <clears throat> New Deal laws passed it beyond made... Social Security and stuff. And Social Security is, almost uh... got overturned by the Supreme Court, too, but he challenged them. He said, FDR said, okay. We'll get it passed, and then you can bring it to court, but it's going to be such a popular program with the people. Just try overturning that one. <laughs> and what the Supreme Court didn't even go up and take up Social Security. So, What I loved about Bernie's Democratic Socialism speech earlier this week is that he, he quoted my favorite FDR quote, which is they're like talking about you know the rich people and the oligarchs. They're unanimous in their, in, you know, in their hate for me, yeah. and I welcome yep. their hatred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I didn't that, wait that's for that Bernie to right parrot that. I, I mean, wanted him to do that in 2016. I wanted to draw these parallels to the Roosevelt's before um I always saw it personally in his economic platform yeah I, I don't know about you guys but with like New Deal era it's it's very reminiscent of that well, he's really leaning into it this time but anyway we, we got to move on here to our final <laughs> story um, are you anxious about the climate crisis has the yeah. prospect of inevitable societal collapse plunged you into a deep depression are you overwhelmed by the power of global capitalism that's steadily driving us toward Mad Max-style Thunderdome apocalypse? Well, fear no more, because Robert Downey Jr. is going to save us with his Iron Man powers. Hey. Yeah. He's trying to save us from the real endgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just last week, uh, Robert Downey Jr. announced the formation of his new organization, the Footprint Coalition, which is a group committed to using advanced technologies for the good of the environment. Uh, he said in his um, He said in his speech, between robotics and nanotechnology, we could clean up the planet significantly if not totally in 10 years. I think it would have been better if he had just said, if you thought Thanos was bad, wait until you hear about climate change. <laughs> it's not going to kill half. <laughs> you know, Thanos was merciful. Okay. I, love, I love my Tony Stark, but promising that in 10 years, that's quite a dream. Yeah. yeah. I, he's, I believe in him to... I, I more believe in him than I do believe in Joe Biden to cure cancer. Though. We're, we're yeah. talking like ridiculous things that were never happened. Like yeah. a start company about it. Yeah. yeah Joe's just promising we'll cure it. Like he just vaguely I, I don't know. Yeah, did you want did you, you want can't to... dangle like we'll cure cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Robert Downey Jr. he he said that he had been given these insights a few weeks back by a round table of experts. He says, uh, God, I love experts. They're like Wikipedia with character defects. <laughs> <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong though, but in this article he didn't really give any details about no, how he was gonna make this happen so yeah. i said oh, yeah. i set up a google alert for uh footprint coalition so that way like whenever they come out with any fucking details like i can know about it but right. like at this point we're just left to wildly speculate what well, the plan is he he said he just spoke to experts only a few months ago right so it sounds like it's early in his own development. Like yeah. it's something he's literally just impulsively kind of going for well like, apparently he probably, he probably has so much fucking marvel money yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Just like, how do I use this to help before I'm off this earth? You know, before my life is because up, Robert which I don't Downey Jr. for. Yeah, because yeah, Robert Downey Jr. for that. So because Robert Downey Jr. when he first got uh, cast as Iron Man, he took a lower salary to get points on the on the on the on the actual gross of the films. So if anyone's been following, you know, the Avengers movies, like he's been making bank. Like, yeah. <laughs> how much do you guys think RDJ's worth? At least two hundred million. Two hundred? I would guess that. Yeah. Yeah, because he was rich before. Yeah, you know? and he's done a lot, of movies, <laughs> you know? even outside of like the Marvel yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, two hundred though. Ooh. I so, think yeah, so you're someone right. right. Someone Google it. Mm-hmm. His, according to Google, his net worth is estimated at three hundred million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love you, three hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> Save us, Mr. Stark. <laughs> I, I mean, I think. Far from home, by the way. Sorry. 
I think he has really good intentions with this, um, but I do think his statements are kind of dangerous because it's going to breed complacency. Mm, I mean, yeah. we're hedging our bets on something that's hypothetical at this point. Um, I mean, the technology's out there, the foundation's laid, but from what I understand, I mean, it's not, we're not at a point where it can completely reverse climate change. Yeah, yeah. the, the so, intro, the the intro that I gave promise was insane. 10 the, years? Yeah, yeah. Well, the intro to this topic that I gave was completely facetious. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. right, 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 for sure. But yeah, I, you know, I just think he needs to be careful before he like continues to, yeah. to tout these promises. So it feels like an emotional kind of thing he's doing. More emotional choice. I hope he follows through with it. I wish more celebrities would because you know, yeah. if all the celebrities were to get together, you know, and celebrities tend to be, you know, more liberal than your typical, like, you know, yeah. oil tycoon. Yeah. You know, if they were all to get together, they could fix things like Flint easily. You know, they could fix things like climate change easily. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them, they're just, I just, I, I just act, you know, I just sing, you know, mm-hmm. that's not my problem. But or you're it like, will be your yeah. problem. Or you're like John Voight who played... Ben Stiller's dad in fucking Zoolander. He's like, Trump is the best president of all time. <laughs> Did John Voight say that? Yeah. It's funny because John Voight's played uh, the villain in so many movies. It turns out he's literally a villain in real life. <laughs> just sounds like an idiot. Yeah. If someone feed his ass to, the, to an anaconda in real life, mm-hmm. can, we, can we do that? <laughs> no wonder why Angelina Jolie hates him. <laughs> yeah. No, like, you're not the first person to tell me that. Like, you know, Your own kid hates you. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. I speak from experience. Yeah. And it, it's, it's amazing that a uh, kid, like, Angelina Jolie came from John Voight because she's all about like charity and you know you know, you know how probably because kids of him and, yeah she's probably from him mm-hmm. growing up yeah so you know, th- oh yeah he was also her. he was also uh, Nicholas Cage's dad in National Treasure oh. he plays a lot of dads yeah he does because he's old <laughs> and evil old actors play dad. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm always talking like I, I think uh, you made a good point. I'm always torn with these things because like obviously I think like you make a good point. We need celebrity um like basically to bring um well, step up with money. Money yeah. and just and like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck your awareness. All right, we've had yeah. so many awareness campaigns. Everyone knows what cancer They're is. Everyone knows what climate that. change is. Money. Like, <laughs> we need money. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> I think like. Because I don't think this is something that's going to be solved by like a you know like Tony Stark, Tony Stark, like a one one person <laughs> no saving the hell. It's going to take like huge government action. So I mean, if you really want to be serious about this, start back in Canada. So they're going to do something like mm-hmm. support a Green New Deal, but for real, like right. You want to help stop? You don't want you want to help mitigate climate change? Like give us that fucking arc reactor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. I just. I don't know. I, I love the guy from what we know of him. <laughs> Let's say anything ever comes out, but I hope he's serious about this. Is he just going to like release like the Hawk at like Bilderberg? Because that would definitely help. Just yeah. like let him go loose. Like, <laughs> Does he go loose? Is he on that list? Does he go loose? <laughs> Hawk smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's a Bilderberg? When's, when does that happen? I don't know. It's like every, I think, year, every couple Isn't of years. Like February, I think, or something every year. Yeah, I don't know. You should let Mark Ruffalo know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want real true anger. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want midway. Rational hawk is not what we need. I'm here. just gonna assume I'm right. So I'm not gonna look it up. I want the one that smashes cop cars. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If I wrote Avengers, the plot would be way different. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Thor is going to ham in the NYPD headquarters. <laughs> oh man. Just decapitating everyone. <laughs> I don't know how many of you guys heard about this. It's kind of off topic, but you guys uh, hear about that new Netflix show? Which one? So they have this uh, new Netflix show. I don't know how it got greenlighted. I don't know how the, who the fuck thought this would be a good idea. But it's a prank show where uh, people are looking for jobs. And uh, with the kid from Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. One? yeah. Wait, what? The, the curly haired kid. Dustin or Justin? D- Dustin. Yeah. Dustin. Yeah. 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 So basically, it's like a prank. Like they are offering them jobs, but not for like. Oh my god. I saw it. the Jesus headline Christ. and that yeah, it sounded yeah, problematic. Like, what? Dystopian capitalism. Like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> This is definitely like I thought. Like, oh, there's Dude, no way they come out with the worst game show. That one where they forgive student loan debt. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, dress up again, as Liz Warren. Yeah. <laughs> again, like not to reference the same movie again in the podcast twice, but I'm gonna do it. But like, in, in Sorry to Bother You, where there's, there's a game show, and it's like I got the shit kicked out of me, and yeah. it's just like it's just, it's just the game show, just someone just getting fucking just their ass beat. Oh, like, punch teacher from the Muppet movie. Yeah. 
it's like you're looking at like that's too dystopian to be true and then netflix does that well interesting we're fact, like 10 years story. away from that yeah. kind of thing well interesting fact about the netflix uh ceo he actually donated to quite a few anti-choice uh senators in missouri mm. actually uh, not in a senator, but yeah like what's, their, what's their name who, who is this I'm not sure who the Netflix CEO is, but um, uh, yeah, I've already purchased his name from my brain. And, um, it's not important. <laughs> I have to cancel my subscription. Now. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to HBO, which is owned by AT and T and Time Warner, where the <laughs> where the wholesome content is made. <laughs> I'm gonna watch nothing but means TV. Yeah, yeah. If I ever have kids, I'm gonna sit them down and watch HBO After Dark. So. <laughs> Showtime and Cinemax, of course. Cat House is a big one. Wait, I don't know that show. Never mind. <laughs> Never seen it. I don't know what you're talking about. Cat House? Oh, oh, I mean, me neither. <laughs> All right, well, that seems like a good place to, to wrap things up. <laughs> I've been learning about Seth's horrible parenting skills. <laughs> what's it called? Cat House? Yeah. Cat House. Yes. Is, is, it like, is that like Cat House? Oh, no, don't Google it. So, no, no, don't, yeah, don't do it. Look it up. Look it up. Cat House HBO. I'm, yes. I'm afraid. <laughs> don't Google the show that I've never seen. <laughs> if you were a guy and you went through puberty, and, and you're straight, if you're straight, and um, you like ladies, then you saw cat house <laughs> well only actual cat houses popped up so it's <laughs> not that adorable <laughs> Yeah. Much more wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is that going? <laughs> yeah. He's up and left. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh shit, I left my wallet at the cat house. I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta go right now. Scene. Chapter. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us this week. Um, oh, that was on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining I'm us off. this week. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Please make sure you subscribe to our show. Um, uh, like us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can find us on Twitter at SOTR Pod. Uh, if you like our show and you want to give us your money, you can go to patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. Uh, I'm Ben Klon. I'm Joseph Hardy. Amanda Adams. Seth Zundel and Zachary's at the cat house retrieving yeah. his wallet. So, <laughs> oh, here he comes back. He looks all disheveled. Though. We're, doing, we're doing sign offs. Yeah. <laughs> Later. All right, bye. See ya. <laughs>